All right, everyone, it's episode 19 of the Where's My Hat podcast. Our next guest is Cameron Shackleford. He is a comedian, a Fort Wayne local, a podcaster, which I'm sure he'll tell you more about here. He's on Instagram at BigShack72. Anyway, give it up. Here he is. Let's go. Cameron Shackleford. Um, I was surprised you said your actual name. Oh, well, I'm trying not to get canceled on here, but yeah. Um, yeah. Give it time. My um, stage name for comedy is Cam Cam. Yeah. Okay. You said your name was Cameron? Cameron. Okay, do you go by Cam Cam because of the other Cam? Um, it was a um, kind of a, it was just like it was a password that became a nickname like at work, like when the, for the system I needed, it was Cam Cam 10. And I kind of liked the way that sounded. Mm. So, you know, and then I had told a girl I was dating at the time, her kids called me Cam Cam. Okay. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that. I shouldn't have said that because my current girl might make me change my stage name. Oh, I wouldn't worry <laughs> about it. Um, Sorry, speaking of children, I really wanted to bring this up. Um, the house that I cleaned today, uh, they had several children. Oh, it was a big family. And um, and I was, like, kind of noticing around the house things that, like, said the kids' names. And uh, the there were three girls that were named Mary, Lucy, and Ruthie, which I don't know if you guys recognize that, but those were the names of the girls in Seventh Heaven. The TV show? Yeah. With the pedophile dad? You know, the dad was a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was a boy named George. So that, like, threw me off. But then, like, I asked the, the lady uh, later, I was like, did you name your kids after the characters from Seventh Heaven? And she was like, no, I didn't even know about that until, like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Should we start? We Should we start off with a game? Just to loosen us up or whatever? you guys want to do that was i literally said the only thing i wanted to say for this entire podcast i just really <laughs> wanted to tell people about that well thank you for your contribution you're welcome um there's a game we like to play i like it i don't know about other people but it's called a i call it two emotions equal scenario it's kind of like a little improv game okay. so like i'll give you two emotions and then you can come up with a scenario where you feel those two emotions at the same time. Hey, wait. Did you learn that game that one day that you went to do improv? No. Oh. I came up with this game a while ago because I needed to figure out how to write a joke. And I was like, well, let me play this game and maybe this will help me find a joke. Did you, like, research how to write a joke? Nope. No. <laughs> it's just my own little thing i came up with wow all right did it help you write jokes sometimes because i wrote like my first time i ever did it was like um relieved but depressed mm -hmm. and i thought of like 
like my tortoise running away why were you relieved about that because i don't have to feed my tortoise anymore that's sad but i was depressed because my tortoise ran away and he outran you chased him too yeah he's a quick little motherfucker (laughs) let me tell you one second he's just gone um he really blended in with the the grass but yeah i just came up with that because I, i was at this point where i was like i need to write one joke a day whether it's good or bad cheesy or not just write one mm-hmm. and then see what i can come up with so i i, I get into with joke i get into rhythms and feel like inspired at just different times yeah like i get like drew was talking about forcing your brain to to do that like you're breaking through and i'm just like i've always been like kind of just inspired and i'll be thinking of something and then something else will come, and then a tag for that one will come. And, you know, and I just, you know, and I, um, it's normally, at, like, at work mm-hmm. when I'm supposed to be working. Right. Um, I'll think of something, and then all this stuff comes, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm excited, and then I look up, and, you know, I done killed 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so then I feel guilty and start oh, doing man. some work. I don't even feel guilty anymore. I'm just like, this is more important to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, oh, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, I've been in the bathroom. Oops, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I think better at the beginning part of the day, so around like nine or 10. Yeah, that's, I think that's about when mine, mine starts too, yeah. Yeah, so like I'll, I'll be like, or, or I'll have like, I'll have intrusive thoughts and or like really depressing thoughts. And so I'll try to like get myself thinking, well, how can I make a joke out of that? How can I say something to make this funny to cope with it or whatever? Maybe I should start waking up before 11. (laughs) You're missing the prime. uh... Yeah, because I haven't written any jokes ever. Well, you had that suicide joke. I like, or no, that's my joke. You had that rape joke. That's really good. That killed. I loved it. That's a really good rape joke. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Anyways, yeah, two emotions equal scenario. So, uh, do you want to do an example? You want me to come up with ones to tell you? Sure. Happy and um, sad. <laughs> so, so it's a, s- a scenario sad. where both of those emotions Let are in. Let me pick yeah. two different ones. I'm sorry, I'm not all here yet. Okay, um, anxious and um, what's uh, like what's a word that's an an emotion but means like you're wondering about something. Curious? Sure. Anxious and curious. I was very anxious and curious while you're waiting for that second emotion. That is definitely <laughs> what I felt at that time. Okay. Pick a... Do like a real one. All right. I'll go to Cam. No. No. I mean, come with a, a real example. That is a real example. I don't think so. All right. Anxious and curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get my STD results back, waiting for my STD results. You're curious about who and how many and who else got it after you. Yeah, right. And I'm anxious to see if it's negative or positive or as, how positive it really happened. is. Yeah. Yeah. When is the last time that you got tested? 
Um, what? For STDs, like any STDs, when's the last time that you got tested? I just want to point out that I'm anxious right now. Um, the last time I got a, a test was about. Mind you, I've only had one partner before you. Right. So my guess would be maybe four to five years uh, for you. Right. About four to five years. Which is fine if you've only had two partners and I have been tested multiple times recently. So, like, not that recently, but you know, I was in just, the last I, I didn't, years. I never really, I don't think I've ever considered that with like lesbians, like, worry about stuff like that the same way that gay dudes and straight dudes. You can still get stuff, you know, your face is all yeah. up in the, you it's know, that area. And sometimes and other things I'm, happen. I mean, we're just about to get really personal right now. But like, I don't need to know your history. I'm just saying, like, I was just, it's just something I never considered. Well, when you're sharing toys and stuff, too, that's something to really mm. consider. Yeah, because a lot of the movies I watch, they clean them off. Like, why wouldn't. Why wouldn't? Is why that part of the movie? Well, yeah, they do it right on camera. Like they pull it out and they. Are you talking about porn? Yeah. Oh. You know, that's, no, okay. not on Disney Channel. Yeah, porn. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it just seems like wouldn't you trust the the film crew to have it clean when you get there? I would hope they give you a fresh one, like straight I would out of the package. Yeah. yeah, but they always like I, you see them like yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't they, if if you're making a film production, why wouldn't you have, like, maybe, like, two of the same thing? Because, like, who's really going to think about whether or not you're cleaning? That's not, like, the sexy part of it. Everybody, there's something turns everybody on, so I wouldn't say You that. like watching Not me. I'm not it. saying me. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I guarantee there's somebody that there is. Or they could have, like, two different ones, so then it's, like, clearly they're using a new object. Well, they probably have. There's probably standards, like, industry standards that you have to abide by. Right. Like any other movie. Like, you just can't, you know, you, you have to have, like, you have to have an STD test within um, so many weeks um, of shooting. Like, mm, you have to, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So there's probably something on there about, you know, devices and stuff, too. Like, you know, this thing, it can only be... Could only been used in three or four movies. Um, you right. know they get, get got a body count. So if you if you watch if you slow down the porn and zoom in like I do sometimes, you can see little uh, notches on the thing. So they say, okay, How I'm, I'm, like I'm making it up. But I'm oh, just saying it's it would like be animal actors. <laughs> it can only go on for so many weeks before it needs to retire. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. How do you suppose that they um, keep? people from having unwanted pregnancies who do porn money shots i don't know what, what you mean by that money shots um are unless it's and i'm hope i'm not overexposing myself with my knowledge of porn here but um the um the money shot is when the guy comes out and finishes other than the inside a gal but what about when they come inside? Um, because there's some porns where that's the, like the whole point. They, they would it would have to be their responsibility, the the woman's responsibility to um, have herself, you know, scraped out, um, clogged up, whatever medical terms you guys want to use. I but. didn't realize either of those were medical terms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's like stuff to like prevent. Like I'm sure there's like. Like really nice looking female condoms that you don't notice is there, 
sometimes. Like, I'm sure there's like magic, movie magic going on there that we're not aware of. Or they just, after they shoot, um, they just go ride a roller coaster or something. Right after they shoot. (laughs) Do you think that that would prevent (laughs) No, I'm being really silly here. uh, No, I'm sure six weeks after it would prevent a pregnancy. But I'm, but I'm sure it's just like, well, they have to keep up with the STD test. They're probably taking pregnancy tests too, um, you know, and maybe the guys, maybe the guys are. Sterile. Yeah. They're, they're fixed themselves because that's their industry. They don't want, and if your job is to go and have sex all day, um, you're going to have accidents. Here's, here's a question. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Um, I guess I don't understand, um, when a guy, uh gets a vasectomy do they still come yes yes i had i had a i had a vasectomy had the same questions um i didn't know if air came out for real it's because you're you're ignorant of these things you didn't know if air comes out is it water what is it Mm -hmm. it still looks the same feels the same i couldn't tell you about the taste um it's it's just it's you know like i don't feel a difference but i haven't had you know kids in 20 years so 24 years so but, but it's how do they keep the little sperm cells from being it is the they separate the vast deference there's um i guess there's just a regular ejaculate and then there is a tube that brings in the life making stuff and that's what or me they cut that they cut the vast deference they cut it and then they cauterize both ends so it doesn't grow back together do you know that's one of the most botched medical procedures in the United States? Is it? It is. I had mine in an army hospital. Did you really? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was. It was an experience because they didn't. T- they don't tell you everything. Oh yeah. So when I'm on the table, um, you know, there's the there's a the medical doctor was an army guy. Then he had, his assistant was a civilian. So he's got a ponytail. He's chewing gum. You know, and I'm like, and you're awake during this. You're just numbed up down there. Um, you're awake, you know, and I'm watching the guy, you know, and then I'm laying there and you're like, is there, is there a mess hall somewhere close to here? What is that smell? Mm-hmm. And then you look up and then you see smoke coming from oh, your shit. area. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's them cauterizing the thing. And you're just like, poof. You're yeah. Scared. You're like, what the hell? And then there was this female um soldier that just she walked through the operating room like twice like a shortcut to wherever else she was going she came through twice just kind of looked over and looked up made eye contact with me and went on about her business wow when she made eye contact was it like scary eye contact or like no it was just like you know whatever like it was no big thing like and it, like that, she sees it all the time yeah and it wow. was just like so i thought she was medical personnel she wasn't so when afterwards like they give you these this little underwear like supporter thing to cuz your junk is swollen up so and it's you just you're supposed to put it on um, and then it's got like a hole for your shaft to go through. And I was having trouble putting it on by myself and she came through again and it was just me and her. And she was like, um, Oh, excuse me. I said, no, 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 no. You know, came through here twice. You seen what you need to see. Help me get this on. Mm-hmm. And then she tried to tell me that she wasn't medical personnel. I said, you're going to help me get this on. And she helped me put it on. Mm-hmm. And then I was worried like, well, what if she goes and say I forced her to do something? Oh, you know, I can't mm. take another one of those charges. I'm just joking. That reminds <laughs> me. I'm sorry. That reminds me of when I worked at Home Depot and my boss um, 
he got paint on his shoe and he asked me to wipe the paint off of his shoe and I, at first i was <laughs> like no like <laughs> what <laughs> but then i realized it was because he was too fat he couldn't reach it oh and i was like i feel like a dick i was like okay yeah i'll I'll clean your shoe for you. Yeah. <laughs> but th but then what scared me was after I had the thing, like they didn't do it at the base I was at. I was at a smaller base. Um, so I had to go to Fort Benning, which is a bigger base. They have a bigger hospital, and that's where they did it at. So um, like they, you got to fill out this paperwork, and they pay you to travel down to the hospital and all that. So it's like, okay, come back in a couple weeks and test your, test your sperm. And I was like, right. I'm not driving two hours, filling out all this paperwork. Right. Just to go down here and masturbate in a little closet, you know. So I was just like, I'm not, I didn't go. And then, you know, I was stationed, so I went somewhere else and I thought I had made a kid. Because oh, I never went back and got it tested because I just didn't want to go through all that. Because plus when I came back, everybody knew. Because your paperwork goes through so many people. And I was like, well, what is he going down here for? And then I come back and everybody was like, women that I knew their husbands were like, yeah, my husband's going to go get something. I'm in the grocery store. My uh, my Terry's gonna get um the same thing done that you had done, and I'm just like, you know, it's not an embarrassing procedure, but it's like, how the hell do all these people know my business? Right? What's that called? HIPAA? HIPAA is not involved in the military. Yeah, it, I take well, it? it it is, but it's still just I don't know. It could have been my ex wife telling everybody, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it was like. How many kids before you decided it's time to snip? I was just two. Just two, just and you're like, two. I'm done. Yeah. It was just because I knew I wasn't going to stay with the kids' mom. Um, um, so, you know, and I think she was going to keep having kids to trap me. Oh. <laughs> so I was just like, no. So Wait, I, okay. I'm sorry. I have feelings about this. Because my, my dad also has a lot of kids yeah. and also uh, feels like, you know, he's been trapped by having kids. Um, Brandon, cut that out. <laughs> Brandon yeah. feels the same way, to be honest. So. Um he felt like I trapped him by having did you, just one. Did you do it on purpose? No, I didn't think I could have children. Because yeah. I was, I mean, I was 29 when um, we had Dean, and I had loads of unprotected <laughs> sex. Okay. Loads of unprotected I don't, sex. I didn't know. So <laughs> much unprotected sex, it's unreal. I'm probably in a record book somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know. But there's a lot of it. And I didn't have a pregnancy <laughs> scare. Well, I've had pregnancy scares, but they were all false until mm -hmm. the real one showed up. So, like, even talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I didn't think I could. Like, I was, I was under the yeah, pretenses. I was, I was kind of like that too. I was a wild young boy, and uh, I didn't think I was gonna have kids. I could either, and then I had them. Be like, man. But I was also scared because I was one of those people. I didn't have the best upbringing. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid, like, one of my kids is going to be born with issues. Like, just, I, God, yeah. God has never given me good things. So mm -hmm. why would he start giving me good children? So I was just like, okay, two, you know, I'm Like good. kids that will murder you? Um, no, that's always a, a scare. But I'm just saying, like, kids born with issues, like, you know, like physical deformities and extra mm -hmm. arms and shit. So, mm -hmm. like, I, I really, that was a real fear for me. My one of my biggest fears is like I'd always end up like one of my parents. Like my parents are good parents to her, their other kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I was always worried one I didn't want to be a young parent because my parents were young parents yeah. and you can see 
the transition in how they treated each of their kids, yeah. the more mature they were when they had them. So I was always worried about that. And then I was always worried about what you said. Like, I don't have, I have the patience of somebody who really doesn't have any patience. That was another thing with me too. Like I, I have patience, like, right. you know, um, I always wanted like a house full of kids, but then you realize like, you know, I don't have the patience that I thought I'd have. Right. You know, and I'm a loving father, but I do yell. Right, right. Um, so, it, yeah. Yeah. I definitely um, have surprised myself at times. What, yelling at kids? Just, just yeah, like, just, like, with being impatient and, yeah. like, maybe, like, responding to things inappropriately. Like, not um, rationally, you know what I mean? Like, I always kind of faulted, like, my, like, authority figures like my grandparents yeah. or my dad or whoever for uh reacting to things poorly and uh <laughs> but then i realized as an adult that i do the same exact thing oh yeah it's what you you have to be you as a parent like if you try to be something that you're not your kids will resent you when they see that you're fake um, and i'm not saying be you know like like i like my with my grandbaby i um i'm around her a lot and I will yell, I will curse, I won't curse at her, but like, um, but I always end it with a, a love or like, you know, God damn it, love, God Aww. damn it, sweetie, you know, stuff like that. Cause mm -hmm. it's, and that's, that's me catching myself, mm -hmm. you know, um, and just ending it like that. And then you talk it out with her, mm. you know, cause I'm, it, it, it's like all those memes, I'm a better, I'll be, a, I'm a better grandparent than I probably was a parent. Mm. Um, well, I think that's that's a normal thing because you can mm -hmm. take them back. You know what I mean? I I I I, uh, I do surprise myself on how I can be patient. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a maternal instinct. You know? D did you get the point? And you, and you guys are probably the same way. Stuff that you know that you have no idea why you know it about parenting. Did you ever experience anything like that where it's just like, how did I know? A little bit, a, yeah. a little bit is because like I did help raise like m the age difference between me and my siblings are significant. So like I did help raise my my brothers and and my sister. So there's some things I did know. Yeah. But then there were other things where I'm like, oh, like it, it just came to me yeah. like the other day. Perfect example. <laughs> my son reached up on the counter and poured rice all on the floor and it was the only bag of rice we had and that was going to be his dinner and it's all on the floor normally if it was any like if it was this cat right here i'd be cursing her out yeah but i was like no 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 that's not going to help the situation it would help me feel better for a moment because i'm very temperamental but it, i was like i'm just going to take him out of the kitchen i'm going to put the gate up He's going to cry, whine, and be so upset, but I'm gonna, I'm not going to react. I'm just going to clean up the mess. And then I said to him, do you know what you did wrong? He's like, no. I was like, well, you spilled, you touched up on the counter, and you're not supposed to do that. Where I didn't think I would be able to do that. Before, I would be thinking that I'd act differently, being yeah. screaming and cursing. You know how I do when he bites me. You know what I mean? <laughs> When he bit me, I, I something primal came out of me. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it's just like, I don't want to be eaten alive or what it is. But I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, 
I was like really impressed with my own behavior. I don't know how long that's gonna last, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's different things that I didn't know I could do as a parent, but then there are other things where I'm like, probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so it's a yeah. give and take. It's uh, this is your experimental child. This is when you get all the mistakes out. And... Right, right. Well, he's probably gonna be my only child oh. to be honest, but. Um, yeah, he's he's spoiled he, rotten. Yeah. He's treated like royalty, and he's a wild animal. I don't know if like Boy, I don't know how boys, you civilize children, but boys, I can't do it. Boys are different than girls. Boys, because when my son, I had my son first. When my son, we were on vacation in Dolphin Island, um, Alabama, and there was this doctor that was at the same place we were, and my son was just running, you know, and he was about two, and then he was just like. It'll it'll stop. He said he's his body's just now starting to produce testosterone, so he's got all this energy and he's just gonna run, climb, yell, but it'll it'll it'll, he'll stop. You know, he never he he, I don't think he stopped until he hit high school. But um, (laughs) here I was hoping for some hope here. (laughs) (laughs) But girls girls are different. Girls, my daughter never really you know she never really was like that. Mm. Um, And it's just it's different with boys and girls too. It's just like because my son was my first, he loved them. It's different. I can't explain how it's different. Um, and then when you have a daughter, she's the daughter, she's the girl, and she's the baby. Um, it's it's just different. I feel like, in my experience, the youngest girl is always loved most by their dad, and then the youngest boy is always loved most by their mom. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I don't know. I'm the second child, and my dad loves me the most, so. Do other people say that, or do you think it's just in your head? Oh, I can just tell. Oh. <laughs> By what? That's probably just in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to burst your bubble. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure he... I mean, he has a different relationship with each of his kids, but I know he... he I think he might be a lot closer with my little sister, Julie, than he is with me. It seems like they talk a lot it's, more. I, I think it's just different relationships. Yeah. Like it's like me and my son can relate to stuff even as adults more than me and my daughter, but me and my daughter have a different, closer relationship. Um, mm. You know, and it's because I, I like I might see my son maybe once every month or two. But I see my daughter regularly because I help her out with a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's it's just it's a different it's different. You know. How old are your kids? My son is twenty seven and my daughter's twenty four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or she'll be twenty four this year. Um, quick subject change. What branch of the military were you in? Army. Army. Yeah. How long were you in the military? Um, I did twelve years active duty and twelve years in the reserve. Okay. That's a long time. It is. Did you retire from oh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it takes twenty years to retire, right? You can, yeah. You can. It's twenty is what it is, but you can get eighteen and seven. I mean, eighteen and just depends on okay. situations and stuff. Yeah. Um. Did you like the army? Loved it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was just it's what I knew as an adult coming right out of high school. So. I think I find some of the funniest people come from the military. It is. It's a. Um, it's a different type of environment. It's a and it is 
like when you hear like when the, the wars first started, the um, Afghan and, and Iraq wars first started, and soldiers were um, getting becoming amputees and all that. They said nobody adjusts quicker than soldiers, and it's just because like he knows when he gets back to his buddies, they're gonna make fun of him. Oh. Um, and it's just like, and you know it, and you're kind of making fun of yourself so that you don't have as much, oh, what am I going to do now? Uh, what was me? Because it's just every weak, every weak, insecure thing you have about yourself, some, your, your buddies, your family, are go, they're going to they're gonna clown you about it. But it's still love, mm-hmm. you know, so it's 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 different that, you know, and I'm sure maybe maybe some pro sports teams are, are like that but you know that's just you know that's and then like the women's most of the women's sense of humor um you know is different you know than you know than like our sense of humor no you guys fit in <laughs> fine i mean i can't really imagine making fun of someone for losing their arm if that's your relationship like my daughter my daughter's amputee and i joke with her about it all the time I guess I don't know. I just I I don't know. I feel like that would be hard for me to get there. You said your daughter's an amputee. Yeah. Which part? Her leg. She lost a leg. Why? She had um. It was an infection. Um, mm-hmm. and it just kept spreading and kept spreading. So she was a young mom too. The baby wasn't even eight nine months old, and she lost oh, her leg. She oh was yeah. She was. I don't think she was twenty one. Like she was like twenty. Yikes. And yeah, she lost her leg. So. How did she get the infection? Do you know? Um, they were unsure. I think it was a dirty hospital. Mm. Uh, they had just came back from Costa Rica. They were down there on vacation. Um, and then she came back and she had like, it was like a spot on her leg that they cut open in the hospital, but mm. they didn't cover it. They just kept it out, letting the air mm. breathe on it. And then it kept spreading and then they had to cut more and then they had to cut more and then they had took so much um, muscle it's mm. like the leg, the limb is not even a viable limb anymore. Did she sue the hospital? No, probably you should know, have. Medical malpractice is the third leading cause of death in the United States. I agree. Really? I, yeah. It is. I it's yeah. I don't doubt it. There's there's man. They're just because dealing with her because she's got she's got lupus so she's got a lot of other issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, being with them and I just see and you can tell you don't have to go to medical school and you can you can tell just like if you go to a restaurant. And it's one of those ones where the waiter or waitress, the wait staff does not write down your men, write down what you, you can tell they're going to fuck it up or whether you're probably in good hands. And you see that with doctors too. Like, you know, this, you know, cause like, yeah, cause Fort Wayne is, Fort Wayne is an okay city. It's yeah. an okay city. Um, but it's not a place where someone's going to go 250, $300,000 in student loan debt to be- become a doctor to move to Fort Wayne. So you're, yeah. you're, you're probably not getting the cream of the crop here. You know, you no. better hope your guy has an accent because, you know, <laughs> Fort Wayne is probably six times better than the, the hut or village that they came from. Probably. Mm. I know Fort Wayne has one of the best cardiac, uh, I'm sorry, what's the word? Cardiovascular system hospital. Yeah. Um, I think it's the park view that's off 69. Yeah. But yeah, they're not really known for anything else, and I think the the cardiac part is be only because there's so many heavy set people here. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think if you're going with 
tissue damage, physical therapy. And, and her, like and to be fair, hers, her, her stuff happened in California. Oh, it did. You know, and it was a yeah. It was just how old know, is she? She's twenty. She'll be twenty four this year. It may not be too late to sue him. Yeah. What, what's the hospital's name that I fucked it up? I can't remember which one it was. I was yeah. dog him here on the podcast. I can't remember which one it was because she had changed hospitals so many times. But, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's you know, it's one of them things. Like, even here in here, my mom was having the surgery. She fell off the table. What? She felt they, they left her unattended, and she fell off the table, and she had bruises on her head. She had bit her tongue. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it was like... Um, but they handled it, and I, I watched the thing where they were talking about medical malpractice, and they said the, re, the number one reason that people get sued is not because they make the mistakes, it's how they handle it. Right. Either if their first impulse is to cover it up, right. you know, or how they break the news to you, you right. know, um, mm -hmm. that, that goes a long way. And the way the doctors came to us, the hospital staff came to us, it was just like, you know, okay, you did the responsible thing. like. You know, I still mm -hmm. think my sister sued him and didn't tell me. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's really weird because like it, we have the most expensive medical care, and we I, have the yeah third leading cause. I, it might be lower now, but it's the third leading cause of death in the United States. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Yeah, just like the um, infant mortality rate for all these programs that we have, all these going to the doctor every you know week. Yeah, our infant mortality rate is just as high, or it's it's higher than places where they're you know they're being born in rice fields. And well, the I I have theories about this. I have conspiracy thoughts about this. Tell us. Go for it. Go I'm for not it. gonna go down. Well, go for it. it up. Because you if you want to know, uh, hook us, give us a comment, give us a like, mm -mm. and we'll talk about it on the Patreon. <laughs> mm -mm. Why? What's your conspiracy theory about this? I just find it fascinating, like the way we look at infants and the way we're supposed to take care of infants here in the United States is so different in Europe. The way we take care of mothers, new mothers here in the United States is so different in comparison to Europe and in different parts of the world. Um, to say civilized world. Yeah, I don't want to say civilized. That's <laughs> yeah, not America's that's, not so civilized. Not so anymore. I, I say it all the time. It's, you know what's bullshit? I'm sorry. Um, like growing up, you know, like my family was always very patriotic. And I was always just like, why? You know, it's like you guys, like, yeah, like we have like a nice situation, but you guys like work your ass off it's, 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 you know it's, what i mean there's nothing wrong rooting for the home team but just don't be delusional right you know it's just like there is a such thing as toxic patriot uh, patriotism mm -hmm. you know um when i was a, a kid uh sorry to toot my horn here but um <laughs> so my mom uh i mean i've talked about this on stand-up but i grew up atheist like we were brought up to not believe not to not believe, but just read between the lines and to realize that everything comes with some sort of consequence. So, like, I remember not standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance at, like, I don't know, eighth grade mm -hmm. or, like, seventh, eighth grade because of the word God was in it. Mm. And I was sent to the principal's office multiple times just mm. because I refused to stand up for it, which I find really interesting in that because, like, 
if we're a free country, why am I getting backlash for not standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance? You know what I mean? When you when you when you see TikToks of people who came to America from other countries, it is wacko that they make kids do the Pledge of Allegiance. It is. Like if you if you just take a step back, it is you are pledging your undying allegiance to, you know, to this to your government. Right. And it's something that you don't even understand. Exactly. They only did that during um, that type of military mentality only occurred during um, Nazi occupied Germany and in North Korea. Those are the only yeah. two countries where that has happened. Yeah. Mm. And now it happens here in the United States. I just find that fascinating. I'm just going to go get myself another beer here. Yeah, I'll I was back. wondering why. why yeah, you're I'll, I'll take one of those Budweiser's while <laughs> you Yeah. But yeah, it's it's when you and that's what I like to do is just just take a step back and just look at stuff through somebody else's um, eyes, you know. And I've lived in other countries and other cultures and stuff, so it's just like it's you know, because I was I was a ugly American when I went to Korea. Mm. Um, when I got there and I had got lost, I had got myself lost. So I'm asking questions. These people don't they don't and they were polite about it, like oh no, no English. You know, and I'm like in my head, me being a ugly, boor, I'm not, probably, oh, yeah, ugly, boorish American. In my head, I'm like, probably said it out loud because no one speak spoke English. I was just like, we've been in your country for fifty damn years, and nobody speaks the language. And then I heard myself say it because I did say it out loud. Yelled it, matter of fact, in traffic. Um, <laughs> But and then I just thought about how wrong that statement is. Like I'm in your country, and right. then I started learning, you know, their language. You know, just mainly to pick up chicks. But so you were when you said that you meant that no one in that country had learned to speak English. Yeah, because we had been in we've been in your country for fifty years, and none of you guys mm. can speak English. You know, which, oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's probably them. lots that do. There's yeah, there's plenty, plenty <laughs> that did. But it was just me being an ugly American, and it just because there was a lot of places that wouldn't like bars and and stuff that wouldn't let GIs in, mm. you know. And it was mm. funny, like a lot, like the 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 black soldiers were laughing because, you know, white soldiers from America had never been told something like that before. Right. Like, what do you mean we can't go in? You know, and it was, oh. yeah, they were just, it was just like, they were just dumbfounded. Like, well, we, yeah. we have to talk to somebody about this. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they just, cause what are we going to do when we go in there? Right. You know, right. what are we, we're going to go in there. We're going to fight. We're going to um, annoy the women. And, you know, some places like I found a, a, a place that was super nice mm -hmm. and they let us in. And I was just like, don't tell anybody about this bar because mm -hmm. i had it was me and probably had four or five other people with me so don't tell anybody about it. you this don't is, you don't want it to get too busy i don't want it to get gi'd out no because they come yeah. in there because i know how we do i can admit it i know how we do mm -hmm. uh, they would come in there fight um mm -hmm. you know um it was live music it was it was a really nice place nice mm -hmm. food and mm -hmm. you know and um they treated us nice That's so awesome. i'm just like don't tell anybody about it because they'll come in here and fighting or saggy jeans and cowboy hats and just destroy this place so don't tell anybody i don't know if like what i'm about to say is really fucked up or not but um <laughs> like just you know like how you were talking about how there were like certain places that like you 
you know, you guys couldn't go. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. Oh. I just got to look at the time just in case Brandon has has to edit it out. It's, All right. Just 39 minutes. <laughs> I don't think he'll have to edit it out. Um, but <laughs> just in case. Right. Just do it in her voice so they'll think it was her. Just imitate her. <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh. Have we ever tried to imitate each other? <laughs> I don't think I could imitate you. I, I have a hard time enough just speaking. Okay. <laughs> um, But no, I was just going to say like, um, yeah, definitely like there's a lot of places, you know, just here that I don't necessarily feel comfortable going to. Like, it's not that I'm not like allowed to go there, yeah. but, uh, a lot of like different bars or like hair salons, anything like yeah. if I, if I step foot in there, I'm like, this is not the place it's, for me. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's, and I think a lot of it what, for what, why do you feel uncomfortable? What, what, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I don't I'm just not like, you know, like the normal, like upper middle class white, you know, yeah, like sports fan or like normal looking white lady. You know what I mean? And like, I just, I, but those is, I feel really out of place, but sometimes that's good. Like you go, like I, I was like that for a long time because I'm from Richmond, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we I grew up we had really bad racial issues really you know so that stays burned in your head mm. you know and then but I got to a point where I was just like no I'm going wherever I want to go mm-hmm. un, unafraid mm-hmm. and I was in Alabama at a gun show mm. and um, I was like it was I looked around I went with my friend white friend mm-hmm. and um. There was no black people in the entire convention center. And then yes. I finally saw one, and it was the security. He was the cop. He was there for security. And he was like, looking at me like, I've been trying to make eye contact with you just in case something goes, <laughs> you know. And that's how that's how black people think. And this was this was how bad it was. Um, they were not expecting any black people there. And it was the South. It was Alabama. They had on one, uh, I was looking at, it was like a knife these decorative knives. They had a um, commemorative Ku Klux Klan knife Ooh, set. Fuck. That's not even the worst part of it. They were sitting there, and I was just like, "Man, that's a really nice knife." But <laughs> it was just like knights of the, the Ku Klux Klan. Ugh. And then another stand, he had pamphlets, recruiting pamphlets oh. on the desk, t- on the top, the just sitting on top of the thing for Ku Klux Klan. Did you take one? No, I went to get my buddy to tell him to show him. Oh, you know, shit. and then I came back and the guy, you know, he had it down. Like he he had took taken it down because um, oh he seen yeah. me looking at it and he was just like, you know. But then he took it down, I, oh. and there was another guy. He was demonstrating this. Um, it was a nice rifle. He was, and I asked him a question, and the South is a different animal. I I gotta say, so like I'm from where I'm from. Like there's. I don't have, I've never experienced racial issues, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not used to, like, the idea of training. Well, you grew up, was different. it a diverse area? Was it just Yeah, all like, folks? majority of the people who were in my class were Hispanic, and um, I had, I didn't have that many black kids in my school, but yeah. I had a lot of Hispanic uh, classmates. And so, like, I'm just not used to that. Like, I had uh, several uh, black stepdads kind of <laughs> and so like i mean i'm it's just not something i was ever thought of as different but when i went 
down south to i was in uh virginia yeah for uh two weeks and when i was down there uh i was told by the guy i was i was seeing at the time he's like no don't talk to black people it's a whole different animal yeah, down it here is, it is no mixing um that it is no mixing it's like like when um they i, I we had got lost out in the country one time mm. and the guy was you could see the struggle on his face was he had to be racist, but he also had to exhibit Southern hospitality. Mm. So he turned his head and he wouldn't look at us and he gave us directions. Oh, no um, shit. That's yeah. interesting. That's it's, so it is, fucking it is. weird. It is, it is, it's like, and then there was a nightclub that we went to there. And I had been there. I've been going to this club two, three years. And then, and it just never, I never considered it. And then one time I was in there and it was just like, you know, something was like beaming in my in my peripheral and i was just like you know what is that light and sounds funny but it was two blonde white women in this bar and they like stood out and at that point was the first time i realized i had never seen a white person in that bar holy shit you know i've been going there two or some years and it just and i think that's just why they just seemed like you know um mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they stood out well they're so much lighter well, that was well, yeah, that and the, the the blonde hair. But it was just when I when then when I see him, when I realized, I was just like, you know, I was like, man, I've never seen a white person in this bar before, and it was just weird that I had just realized that, you know. And, yeah. And I, you know, I liked the white gals, but I couldn't I couldn't talk to them in there because I would never be able to date another black woman in there. Why? <laughs> Is it because black women are black women like they? They okay. Let, let me let me just take a stab at this. <laughs> like I know that there is like an issue, I guess, with, um, I guess like black women like feeling like less attractive or like like black men are less attracted to them than they are to white women, and so there it's kind of like a, a thing where they. I, I think with a lot of the uh, in with a lot of the um, black women feel i don't think it's feel less attractive because the thing is like i think the two most racist gender race you know the, the, the demographics um white men and black women and i think it's a superiority thing some black some if you find a racist white person mm -hmm. who's not like southern racist or just poor racist but it's it's if he's rich and he's racist because he feels like he's superior that's the same thing with black women. Black women think that they are superior, superior to every woman. And then if you, if you, that. yeah, if you as a, I'm telling you, if you, if you, <laughs> if you talk to them, it just don't ask them, but talk to them and see how they feel about that. Mm -hmm. And if um, a black man dates a, a white woman, like um, he, they, you can't, you, if they smell a white woman on you, you're not getting, you're not getting no play. I've I've sensed it. Like I was at a bar, was going fine with the with the black girl. Was, mm. Everything was fine, and I don't know if I made a friends reference or what, <laughs> but she just was like out of nowhere. Her face just was like you date white women, don't you? And I was like, well, I have dated white women, mm. you know, and it was over. She was she was as good as mine. Until that little thing, and it's just like, and it's mm -hmm. just, and it's a, it's a, I don't think it's a hate thing. I think it's just, it's, 
how a lot of them, and I'm not categorizing all of them, but the majority of them, um, uh, a lot of probably most black women feel that way. And if you talk to other black men who date white or other than black women, um, they end up, you don't go back because they won't take you. A lot of the women, the mm. black women will not take you back. Um, because really they just and it's and I and I did I did a podcast about it and because they look at he's weak or he's watered down he can't handle a sister mm. so that's why he's with the you know they can be a lot to handle <laughs> <laughs> but you know what but you know what's funny I'm the same way I'll be walking with my white girlfriend holding hands and I see a black dude with a white girl and I'm like weak bitch. <laughs> 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 Um, can I uh, disagree with? I don't know about black women. I just know about white men being racist, and I I think it's more of an inferiority complex because I feel like a white man that's racist feels as though they, and then this is my opinion, they can't satisfy a woman the same way a black guy can, and so that's why they're racist. I, I think I think it's, uh, and I've said it's not about the dissatisfying a woman. But um, I think a lot of racism, racism is based on ignorance it's of, of not knowing and just whatever I heard, it's negative. I'm going to believe that. Right. So that, that's what it's based on. And also um, it is uh, insecurity. Insecurity. Because, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and I see that because it's like, and, and I'm going to say the same thing about black men that are hardcore racist about white people it's because he wants their position he wants that position and i've seen it with um i've studied people man my whole life mm -hmm. i've seen it with um um white men they see you know he's this guy he was successful we said you know he was successful and we would just sit at the same bar it was a tjf fridays in washington and he would just get pissed off at somebody that worked at the restaurant because mm -hmm. he carried himself like he's like you know he's mad he's like why does he think he's the shit i'm the one with two houses i'm the one with the you know the 401k the retirement funding the investments like why does he walk around like he's the shit when it should be me and it's and it's and then when the women paid attention to the to the other guy that's where a lot of that stuff I think is based on. And it's not just that one example. I've seen it a lot where it's just like they want that person's position. And that's right. where it comes from. The same thing goes with like, I know a couple skinheads, right? And they will tell you like, it, you know, the white man is no longer going to have their position in the in the world. And we're no longer going to be able to be able to have the things that we have. And, you know, we're going to be washed away when it should be our right and stuff like that. So that just shows. Or you could just work for it. You could. But the point is, is like you could just see the insecurity yeah. in how they feel fear because they're going to become uh, belivalent or and, and, and it is, and, I, and I've said it, I've said it before. It was just like. Belivalent's not the right word. Only to the, the weakest people does inclusion look like a takeover mm -hmm. you know um and mm -hmm. i get it in black people black people we, we're a lot you know um i've seen it um when you come into a place we come into a place um and you you know you 
it's like sometimes that popularity and and not to get political, but Barack was a um, he was a popular president for the right reasons. Right. And I think a lot of and that I think that stoked a lot of that insecurity. Yeah. Um, that he was because he was he was smart. He was charming. He was charming as fuck. Yeah. So it's like and I think a lot of yeah. people were just like, well, we'll we'll, we'll never have you know, a white president again. Like it was like on mm-hmm. Blackish, the one guy was funny because he was just like, he was talking about why he was going to vote for Trump. He's like, there are um, kids around here who has never known a white president. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> it that was, so well, it was meant stupid. to be funny and it right. was funny, but it's, you know, because he was eight years. So you got to look at a kid seven years old. All they see is, all they know is a black president. That is kind of funny. Actually. It is, yeah. It was, it was. Funny. If they, if he meant it, but if he, to be yeah, funny, and, and it was, funny. it was on a comedy. So if it was, right. yeah, oh, if he okay. would, you know. But some people take that and they're just like, you know, like they're they're upset. But it's the same way you look at something dominated like the NBA, dominated by by black males. There was well, that's was, a that's a whole. I have another theory on that, but like the sports <laughs> these days. I I really have a problem with it. Not that I don't like sports. I am a big hockey fan. But like it is hard to watch sports and not think like they're really exploiting these players. You know what I mean? Because yeah, of the not shit exploiting that they do. Them when you're paying them the way you're paying them. They're paying them the way they're paying them, but like let's take just take wrestling, professional wrestling for example. They don't have health insurance. Did you know that? Yeah, it's their independent. Did you know the NFL is a not-for-profit? Yeah, is that fucked up or what? They make billions, billions, billions annually. Non for profit is just a tax cut. That's all that shit is. Yep. I am too drunk to continue. Anyways, (laughs) but no, but it was a he was a he was a he was a broadcaster. But he used to play in the NFL, and he was talking about it. And you could tell he was trying he was trying to walk on eggshells. But what it was was um, when like black players would talk trash to each other all day all day and night but as soon as a white player said something it was a fight mm. and it was because that because black people felt like oh this white guy is is overstepping his his bounds just like when you see old movies about the south or southern like a black guy talk back to a white guy stay in your place boy mm. that was that's the same type of mentality and i was just like and i try to get people to see that you know um and that's 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 where a lot of that comes from. Because like when my my daughter was in, um, she went to Southside. Both my kids graduated from Southside. Southside is a minority dominated school. Mm-hmm. She was in the dance program, and this is why I, I love my kids. I never really beat stuff into them. Um, she was in the dance program, and she's missing a leg. She well, she she lost that after she graduated. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I see you running up. But no, but she she knew the the class was dominated and they were picking out what songs they wanted to dance to and all that. And my daughter, um, they had maybe four or five white kids in the class. She went to them and was like, I don't want to leave you guys out. What songs do you want to dance to? And that made me so proud of her because mm-hmm. she knew how to be a responsible um, majority. Mm-hmm. And that's where if more people saw that, it's just like, okay, well, we, we are the majority uh, here. We have the power. Let's, let's empower everybody. Let's, let's try to look at everybody else's point of view. And that was mm-hmm. without me ever having to tell her stuff, but it was just, I would think by like my examples, you know, and you know, that's good. But yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, question. Go ahead. How do you feel about police? 
Um, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, they um, I don't go for the few rotten apples. I think the barrel is rotted because. I'm not telling you every cop is bad. I don't think every cop wants to kill, but there's not enough of them speaking out about the atrocities committed on mm-hmm. film by their coworkers. So to me, that would be like me not saying if I'm, I'm, I'm on stage on tour with Bill Cosby and I'm watching him peel these girls out and I'm not saying anything. Right. You know, that's the mm-hmm. same. That's the same thing. You're complicit. Yeah. Your silence is, is 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 your complicity. Like you're involved. In it. That's you're 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 a part of it because there is groups out there of cops, wives and ex-wives mm-hmm. who are speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. But there are none. There's a brotherhood. That's what kills me is that brotherhood, like defend your brothers that it's are like a... in arms with you and stuff like that. That drives me nuts. I also think just like how society has built police officers in general has made it into this like house of cards that if one says something, they all fall. Because yeah. like, why do you want, why do you want your police to be hated? Because that's what it's designed to be. Like your police officers are supposed to hit a quota to yeah. hit, give you so many tickets. They're supposed to do these Quotas searches. Quotas are technically, technically illegal. Mm. Are they? Yeah, they're not supposed to have pullover, arrest quotas, none of that stuff. Oh, but they do. A lot of them do it, uh, but they're not supposed to. They're not. They're not. They're not. I was a criminal justice major for a little bit. Oh, um, oh no shit. Yeah. Oh, tell me, tell what, me all about that. Well, no, I was just I, I, uh, I really didn't like my ex-wife, and I had. To, <laughs> This is the truth. Uh, I believe uh, it. I've been drinking, so I could be making this up. If I ever try to hold it against me in court, mm-hmm. I started taking criminal justice class just mm-hmm. so I could plan the perfect uh, get her out of there. So I took a class called crime scene investigation, and so I could stage the perfect crime scene. But yeah, OJ messed that up because now when they okay, well, if a, if a spouse dies mysteriously. The, the 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 surviving spouse is the automatic um, oh. first. Yeah, so I was like, I can't do that. I don't That's why you never get married. I don't, don't want to leave gonna, my kids orphaning. You, you were going to murder your wife? I had issues back in the day. He's not confirming nor denying on this podcast. I'm joking if it creeps you out. <laughs> you're only joking if it creeps me out. If it doesn't, if I'm fine with it, then you're not joking. <laughs> but no, I was just, yeah, well, I was... I was um, at Fort McClellan, uh, Alabama. Fort McClellan is the was the home of the military police. I was in a military police unit. No shit. Yeah, so you know, it was just there was just a lot of criminal justice classes and stuff like that. So I just got in all that protective service training, the um, special weapons and all that stuff. So, but it was just yeah, it was just it was a lot of criminal justice courses. So I just took the. If I if I were to join the military back when I was like a, a dumb kid. <laughs> that's what I was going to do is military police because it's the only job as a female where you can hold a gun it's like one of the very few everybody fires a weapon everybody has to qualify with your weapon and but to carry to as, carry as a well, woman as a civilian yeah yeah I mean as a as a as a non-wartime in wartime in Afghanistan that weapon went everywhere with you women everybody carried you carried your weapon and bridge crew and all that stuff everybody everybody no who shit. was assigned a weapon carried their weapon you carried it to eat. Um, they have uh, the M- MWR is morale, welfare, and recreation. So they had um, these, we call them clamshells, but it was like these big tents that opened on the ends, like kind of like a clamshell. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, one was a gym, mm-hmm. but they would have one night, it would be salsa night, country night, hip hop night, where they would have a DJ in there playing music. So you could just go in there. There was no alcohol, but you could just go in there and listen to music, dance if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because we're going to the thing and the sign on the, the door said, you can't come in without your weapon. Oh, weird. It's, yeah, it's like so opposite here in the States, but it was just like because we're in Afghanistan. Right. Um, you just want to go listen to music, but you got to have your weapon. Um, so, like, just in case anything happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, loud music is an attraction to whatever, too. Well, the right? base where I was at, um, I'm not trying to make like I was an actual war fighter. The base where I was at, it was nicknamed Camp Cupcake. Um, it was for, it was the biggest base. It was the one um, that everybody came to first when they got there. Um, it was so secure. Um, like Kid Rock came, was just walking around. Oh, really? shit. Kid Rock just was walking around. Seven Dust, um, the you know that group? Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, Seven Dust, their lead singer, was just w- walking around with no security. Um, a retired NBA guy is walking around. Um, Did you see a lot of USO tours? Like you saw a lot of yeah. like... Uh, yeah. uh, comic acts and stuff like that. Um, I know Bob Hope was really like. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm not that old. I wasn't. Bob, <laughs> Bob Hope was doing it when he was like in his 90s. Yeah, though. but Bob Hope's been buried for quite some time. Um, I don't remember any comedians coming through. How old uh, are you? Can I guess? Go ahead, take a guess. 53. You're wrong. 62. You, you're even wronger. Which was guess, closer? Kay? I wasn't going to guess. What did you guess? What are you, I'm not going to be insulted. I'm not a chick. 71 yeah close she's closer yeah no really no no i would say i would say uh if your kids are in their early 20s i'd say you're about 65 now i'm kind of i thought you guys were playing i am no i'm not 48 i'm sorry i was going the wrong way i'm dyslexic so i would say 45 i'm sorry uh, next time i get on stage i'm gonna do some some push-ups or something let you guys know that i'm still young and virile but you have a white beard. I worry a lot. Is that why? No, I dyed it like that. Here's the thing. I'm, Why'd you dye it like that? I'm 51. 51. I'm 51, but I, okay. I'm 51, but I always close. had a clean face. And I so was grew, I. I grew it out to run off the young girls. Because the place where I work, I work, it's probably 98% women. So I grew. Where do you work? I why Why don't out. you want to hook up with young women? Well, because it's just it's weird with my kids. I, I did a bit about it. it was just like I had a code where I was like, I wouldn't date women um, younger than my kids. Yeah. So so That's- I met a I met a fine one at work and I um, challenged my daughter's uh, paternity. until I got the results back. I dated the girl. <laughs> but no, I'm made that up. But no, it's just it's it's to me it's weird to date people my my kids' age. That's respectable. I really appreciate yeah. that, honestly. Yeah. I, I uh I'm not saying I'm not attracted to them. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> but um it's just it's different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just it just I don't wanna be Woody Allen and Yeah. You know, I don't wanna be creepy like that. So it's mm-hmm. just like I won't I won't date um I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even look at. I. I don't even look at young girl porn no more. That shit creeps me out. Really? No, I'm there. You know, they're not. Do you watch it? Middle age stuff. Uh, yeah. Stepmom porn. Stepmoms. Um, just if you just put it in there, mature. Sometimes they go too far with it. Yeah. Um, like really old people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would like to see really old people porn. Like not because mm. I would be into it. Just to see but if they just can... to see it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a. It probably smells like um, sports cream. Ew. Um. <laughs> Ew. One time I went on a cruise with a guy 
and we were just friends. And um, I went to go take a shower after he took a shower. Or no, I had to use the restroom as he was taking a shower. And I looked at his phone and he had grandma porn on his phone. And this dude was younger than me. I was like, all right, get it. See what you, I mean, good job, man. So there's there's hope for the mature women out there, for there's, sure. Well, it's, it's, yeah, the, the granny point is, it's it's a, it's like, like when, because when, you know, when the internet came out, like internet porn was like, you just had to see what was out there. So it's like you, you've kind of, as like a freak show, you looked at everything. You looked at little people. Um, you looked at old people. It was just, it was just to look at, but nothing um, it what got me was the all the different categories. Like you go to these A through Z's, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like when before if you don't know porn, you think okay, well, how many A categories could there be? And there's like ten, ten A's, ten B's, and oh, it's yeah. just like what the hell is all this stuff? And you know, um, but it's just yeah, it's it's it just knows that there's something out there that turns on everybody. Like I don't know some yeah, of the yeah. stuff. Like how do you know? getting peed on turns you on like how does how does how does i think it happens once i think also like squirting happens and then like once that happens you're like well what's it like to be peed on you know what i mean i would imagine that could be a i don't know i feel like it'd be a lot easier just to get peed on than to make someone squirt if it happens it happens sometimes some women do it all the time yeah um they don't stay around long i don't i don't like that shit um, so it is a really weird experience, but and it's, they, it's pee is what it is. They it just, is legitimately yeah. urine. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just there's, like, there's no, there's no cavity other than the bladder that holds that much fluid. Yeah, down there. I, it's for it, guys who are listening to this podcast that don't know anything about female anatomy. There's not two yeah. bladders, one for just but there's, there's two holes there that where pee comes out of. There's there's I think there's I think there's two holes there. There's a different one with that stuff because it it bypasses something because it's not it's There's the same glands. it's the same yeah it's the same stuff that urine is made of but it's not it's not percent it urine because like, it doesn't smell the same yeah it's yeah it is there's something else but it's like it's like it's on the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no, it's, it's almost there it smell yeah I can see that being a little scenty here that whatever that fluid is it passed through the kidneys yeah. and has been stored in the bladder yeah. is all I'm saying yeah. it just it misses something maybe it doesn't have the waste in it or something I don't know I don't know but it's yeah it's it's yeah it's, it's essentially it's, pee it's like they did a study here. yeah I seen that what he said where it's it's you know it's just missing like one compound mm-hmm. you know it's like synthetic weed. <laughs> I feel like this is a great time to take a break, mostly because I really have to pee. Oh, and then we're talking about peas. Yeah. I think that might be a good idea to um, go back to that game we were playing, and you should give him two emotions. Real fast. I really want to talk (laughs) about what we were just talking about, because I was getting on a rant. Oh, okay. Go for it. (laughs) No, I was just saying um, you weren't in here in the room, but I was talking about how, like, Period jokes for women is considered hacky. Mm-hmm. But it, that pisses me off because, like, men will talk about their dicks for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's not hacky. You know what I mean? Yes. But, like, my body gets mad every 28 days that I don't develop a body. So it gets rid of half of a body. And I'm not supposed to talk about that. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I like that. No, I don't. Don't let somebody else 
you know, define your stuff. Like it's like it's it's considered hacky. Um, some people consider doing um, imperson- impressions hacky, um, prop comics hacky. But look how some of those people are living. Look it's at the true. success they've had. Like don't let somebody else. If you're good at it, you know, or, or or that's your thing. That's your thing. You know. You know, I think that when it comes to certain uh, things like, you know, talking about your bodily functions or anything that I guess might be considered hacky, like as a topic. Um, I think the right way to go about that is by saying something that um, is enlightening in a way, like something that you don't normally hear. Like yeah. if it's if it's too easy, then then it's hacky. Yeah. But if it's like something that's like if it brings it, up a new idea, then yeah. it's not hacky. or just a different take on it. And that's the way. If you can if mm-hmm. you can make it work, make it work. Like don't let other comedians tell you it's hacky. Because it laugh, because people laugh, mm-hmm. like right. yeah, you know, and that's that's the, the the to me the beauty of comedy. Like, how many subjects have people been talking about, you know, freely for fifty years, and you can mm-hmm. still find a way to tell it funny, mm-hmm. um, right. put your own take on it, your own spin on it, and yeah, it's, and it's you know, yeah, I have a bunch of Cosby jokes that I haven't been able to use because it's a dated reference. You know what I mean? Well, he's gonna go back. He made it. He makes the news every because he's talking about going back on tour. I know. So this you can bring that back bring I, that back up. I feel like people talk about Bill Cosby in like at the open mics. I feel like that happens. Yeah, him, R. Kelly gets it. Um yeah. I love Bash and Weinstein. I got some new Weinstein stuff. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Epstein doesn't get it enough. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest, in <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, let's do the two emotions equal scenario for you, Cam. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say ecstatic and uh, anxious. I don't really do ecstatic. Um, and anxious. Um. Well, I feel like those two emotions are in the same vein. Like, mm-hmm. well, not really. I think they're they'll be closer to being opposites. Like, happy and then anxious. Well, because when I hear anxious, I'm thinking worry, anxious, and not yeah. oh my. Can you I? Know, my can pizza's I give, almost here. You know, yeah. like I have an example of that. Is it all right if I go for it? Okay, bail me out. Okay, um, going to a concert of like a band that you really want to see, and like you're anxious about like getting there and like finding parking and like getting in and like getting like a good view of the stage you're anxious about all that but then you're what was the word ecstatic because Mm -hmm. you get to go to that concert i think uh flying to see um, the vacation you want to go would be good for that too for that same reason like you're anxious because you're you want to get on the flight you want to be able to find the flight Mm -hmm. and you want to not like miss it but at the same time you're going to like Puerto Rico or Hawaii or whatever, and you're just like happy to be able to get to that point. So I guess, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cam, you fucked up. You didn't come up with anything. I wasn't going to. That was I could feel the block. I could feel (laughs) the uh, unscalable wall that was not going to let me go around it or over it. Do you want? Do you want two new emotions? Uh, We can try it and see. I just don't feel like I'm going to do well at this. But go ahead. It doesn't have to be good. I think Stacy, it's your turn to come up with two emotions. Yeah, but I'm gonna give it for him because he hasn't. Right, right. Yeah. Um, jealous 
and relieved. Stacy, you bring up jealousy a lot. Is there something we need to talk about? <laughs> I'm just generally a jealous person. It's, it's easy for me to go there. It's a jealousy and relief. Yeah. While you think about that, let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> you do bring up jealousy a lot. Uh-huh. It is something that you brought up at least twice in different episodes. Okay. Why is it that you talk about jealousy so much? That's go ahead and continue thinking, Cam. We're gonna have this heart to heart. I mean, I feel jealous a lot. Like I was jealous that he got here earlier than me because I'm assuming you told him a different time than me. I did not. I told him eight, and eight. I told you eight. And I was here, but seven thirty. Yeah. Why? I have a th- I have a thing with time. He's a military man. All right. Well, then I can't be mad at you anymore. That's fine. Were you mad at me because of that? Yeah, I was. She, I has, was some like... killer, she has some killer black jokes she was going to lay on you before I got here. And... <laughs> no, I just, I just want to be here when the guest gets here. You know what I mean? And like, I thought that she told us two different times. No. And so I was like, you bitch. Because <laughs> like, we were messaging each other and she was like, you should go back to sleep. And it was like seven. Oh yeah. Well, in her def- in my defense, you were not sleeping that well this week uh, today, and yeah, I was concerned yeah, about yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, but this was for your concern, Stacy, <laughs> and sure. here you are jealous. Sure, but how much sleep did you think I was gonna get anyway at seven if I had to be here at eight? I I still had to like get up and get dressed and like buy beer and cigarettes. <laughs> you know. Well. I just wanted to care about you. Well, I want to care because I don't actually care. <laughs> I see what you did there. She does. She actually cares. Um, back to what we were saying. What was the two emotions? Jealousy. Uh, jealousy is weird with me. Yeah. Because it's it's there's no health benefit to jealousy. So when mm. I fear je- when I feel jealousy, I instantly try to turn it into something else. Because I don't want to be a hater. Like if somebody, uh, if somebody's doing a set and they're killing it, and I'm not doing that, or you know, um, there's nobody else's place I want. I say that. So I don't. I don't like if I'm jealous because somebody else is getting more applause or laughs than me, mm-hmm. um, or getting better spots than me. Um, I, I I don't want to put any bad energy out there, so I dismiss jealousy as soon as I get it. With my um, girlfriend, um, again, I don't really feel I just jealousy is just something that just I equate that to weakness, and I try to like, why would you want to? Why would you willingly be be weak? Cam, can I tell you something? Yeah, you're exuding big dick energy right now. I don't know that many people who don't like when they talk about jealousy, like I feel like that's a very basic human emotion. So to say like, I don't get jealous, I don't know. But it seems primitive to me. It, it seems primitive to, to act on it. Like um, I've felt it because it, to me, like jealousy is like when you want somebody, somebody's in a place that you want to be um, and you want to take the short route to get there. Not like if somebody is doing better than you, Okay, well, I got to do the same stuff they did to get there. Mm-hmm. You instantly, that's not jealousy. If you want their spot instantly or you feel like I should be there, I'm funnier than them, that to me is weak. Like, it's just like maybe this is not my crowd. Um, you know, um, if you want a girl and she wants somebody else, like, 
I'm not going to pout or go, oh, well, he, he's got a girlfriend. Don't talk to him. I'm not going to do anything weak like that. I'm, I'm just going to ex- either try to puff up more and, 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 and you know, insert myself in that mm-hmm. um, or just walk away and find something else. Like I just, you know, jealousy. So I don't basically even... you think you should just be the person you want to be and do the things that you need to do to get to what you want. That and I just I just I have a hard time relating to jealousy. Even with, mm-hmm. with my with my grandbaby, like nobody I love more than her. Mm-hmm. Uh when she was littler and she's got another papaw here in town. Mm-hmm. Um I just felt so secure. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we were you know, like I was just like, let's put her down and see who she goes to first. Mm-hmm. You know, that's way. And, and I think maybe, like, I get when you said, like, it's feeling like big dick energy. Um, I think that's how I feel. Like, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel threatened about stuff like that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm 51, you know, I've probably got about four more fist fighting years left in me. <laughs> um, and then maybe, you know, I won't have that same energy or, you know, mm-hmm. um, like right now my back hurts all the time after sex. So maybe some of that's going to come down and I'll be able to come back. Like now I get the jealousy thing because I've always <laughs> felt like if she doesn't, if, if it's a woman, she doesn't want me. There's so many more out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've, you know, I've always, I've walked away from so many women, so many, even elementary to high school to middle school, um, girls that I liked, but I was just like, I'm okay. If she's not into me, I'm not. I don't play those games. If she's not yeah. letting me know, I'm gonna move on. You know, mm. um, I've just never. I don't know. I That's, need to be more like you. I'm really just such a pathetic piece of shit when it comes to stuff like that. I need to. I need to change. It that. just it's you know because it, it like it <laughs> it bounces around in your head and then I'm you know. But also, I've loved so many women from afar and never acted on it. I, I like the simile that you made that um, that involves comparison with jealousy because I feel like that's something that I suffer from is that I don't uh, I do feel jealous and then I instantly start comparing myself to whoever it is whether it is the comic that killed when I bombed or if it's the of uh, the other woman that is talking to whoever it is that I'm interested in. <laughs> Is definitely instant comparison. Like, oh, that person is younger. That person seems more confident. That person doesn't have a child. That person doesn't have as many sexual partners as I have because I have had so many. <laughs> like, I, 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 I like that idea. Like, just don't compare yourself because yeah. you are your own individual. Yeah. And that's something that I can't seem to stray away from and i think when i felt jealousy was more it was more of a trust issue than a Mm -hmm. i'm not up to par Mm -hmm. it's not a me thing it's a true it was always more of a trust thing yeah i think for you to feel jealousy and i know i have all kind of vulnerabilities and weaknesses and bad attributes but to feel jealousy i think is is it is it a mission that that person or that situation is better than me in my situation. Mm. And I've, and it's just something I, I see it as a character flaw and I try to not exercise that um, relief um, all the time because I, you know, I, I'm, I, I overthink things and I'm paranoid and I try to plan for everything. Um, Mm -hmm. 
so it's just like when you're expecting something horrible to happen and it doesn't um i feel that feel that relief and then i feel again i feel silly for being as work get as worked up as i did um mm-hmm. you know for nothing but i don't know i didn't think that, i don't think i would be good at this game i've said that um we have topics that we can pick out of a hat that we oh, can yeah. talk about there was somebody said something about a comedian has always got an instant um, opinion about everything. Oh, I'm so opinionated. <laughs> do you think? Do you think there's truth in that? I I think I am constantly having opinions. <laughs> See, yeah. that's the thing. Is just like yeah. Um, I don't always get to word them though because I'm not the most assertive person. Oh, this you is a good talent for me. Oh, just grab one out, mm-hmm. pass it along. Yeah. And. Do I pick it out for somebody else or I pick it out and I talk about what's in here? You just talk about okay. we could um you'll pick it out and then you can talk about it and okay. then we'll talk about it with you. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Holidays. <laughs> These are so bad. I I write <laughs> the worst topics. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just that I'm sad that I wasn't able to go visit my family for Christmas because of the weather. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Enough about Stacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I no, I I do feel bad about that, and I'm sorry to hear that. And do you normally go home every? I mean, home? I try to, but like yeah. we just had the pandemic and everything. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, yeah. It's been rough. You haven't seen them through the pandemic either. Well, I didn't go there that Christmas. I think I went last Christmas, okay. but the one before that, I didn't go. Hmm. Do you guys have anything to say about holidays? I'm normally not a fan of the holidays. I'm not either. I I I go through probably the deepest depression around Christmas time, like Why? between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um I think it has to do with the lack of sunlight. Uh, does that really bother? <laughs> yeah, winter sucks. Like I am the worst person during the winter time for me. And then I'm just miserable to be around. Uh, it's really hard to just be functional. And then on top of that, I have to like do things for people around the holidays. When that's I can yeah, barely that's the part that gets me. It's just like I want to sit. I want to. I don't want to go visit nobody. I want to be where I'm at, and people come see me. Or mm. I don't. I don't like the mandatory. You'll be here. You go here. You'll spend this money. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And mm-hmm. I, and I, last Thanksgiving, not the one that just passed, like I just said, I'm not doing anything for mm. Thanksgiving. I'm just sitting still. I'm not doing anything, you know. Um, and then my girl, she hadn't moved in with me yet, so she, she's from Ohio. She brought me a plate and all that, and I was like, you really didn't have to do that, you know, because I really just wanted to be left alone. Mm. Do you feel guilty when you do that though? For like Thanksgiving, like you don't go visit someone, and you're like, oh shit, I should have done that. Um, I love my family, my extended family too. Um, but I just don't like to be told what to do on certain days. Like I mm-hmm. visit you throughout <laughs> the year, mm-hmm. uh, but for on these days, I want to sit still. I don't mind cooking. I like. I don't mind hosting Thanksgiving. Um, and I had just hosted a few, so that's why it was like I got used to not going nowhere for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Christmas this year, um, we went to my girl's family for Christmas Eve and just to see her parents, especially her mother's Christmas spirit. Like it, um, 
rejuvenated me because I'm a cheapskate. I don't like spending money anyway. Um, and it just becomes stressful because it's like, okay, you buy something for this person. Then you think about somebody else. It's like, oh, got to get them this and this and that. Then you're just buying all this stuff. And it's just, you know, and it just becomes stressful. But to see the joy that they, that she had giving gifts, mm. um, it changed something. Like I came back Christmas Eve. I came back and I probably spent $200 on Christmas stuff after Christmas Eve because she Aww. boosted my spirit. Yeah. That's the whole reason why I had a son or just a baby. So other people <laughs> around me felt like, oh, sweet and easy gift giving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I. So I'm, I'm kind of agoraphobic just a little bit. I used to be a lot worse when I was yeah. younger. So like for me, just to visit my family has, I have so much anxiety, so much just constant yeah. overthinking. I, I, I think mine might be a mild case of that because I just like, like I loved when I lived across country. Like I moved back to Indiana in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I just, cause, and I just got so used to holidays passing as other days. You might be a few mm-hmm. phone calls, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like, it's, you know, it's nothing. If I don't want to do nothing, I don't want to do nothing. Right. If I want to go to Denny's, for Thanksgiving, I'll do it. Right, you know, right. Um, but you know, but then coming back here, it was stressful because everybody wanted you. Different sides of the family wanted you. To, my mom's side wanted me. My dad's side wanted me. My, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just like it just was. It was it was stressful coming home on leave. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was just oh, like, God, yeah. and then they wanted to. When I was still in active duty, they was like, well, how about we just have a party? I don't like fuss. Fusses being made over me either. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'll mm-hmm. see who I can. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if yeah. I miss you, I'll see you next time. Dude, I hope my dad's not listening to this. Probably yeah. not. Um, my dad got really mad that I didn't visit him this year for Christmas, but he went to fucking Florida. Don't get me wrong. I would love <laughs> to visit Florida, but how am I going to take my, me and my child to an airplane and then have my son sit in an airplane for more than an hour? Yeah. Like, my kid can't even sit when he wakes up in the morning to eat his breakfast. Mm-hmm. How, how do you expect me to do that? So I took my son on a, an 11 hour drive to my mom instead. <laughs> and he's like just super pissed that we didn't visit. But like, I, it is weird. It's a weird dynamic yeah. between like. That was an 11 hour drive. Yeah, that was way worse than a um, an eight hour drive actually. Than, but, than um, a couple hour flight plane trip. Probably, but then you gotta deal with like, like my if my kids start screaming in the car, it's just me. My kids screaming in an airplane, there's gonna be so many people being like, "Shut them up!" You know uh, what I mean? Damn, okay. You know what? But it, this is the, it's an airplane. Nothing bad's gonna happen. Um, so you just get up and go to the bathroom or go to another <laughs> part of the plane and let them scream. The stewardess will handle it. It's <laughs> good to know. That's like that's the there's worst. There's no air. Thing there's there's an air marshal, but there's no air CPS. that's funny i'll I'll keep that in mind that's really funny uh do you want to talk about your topic um my terrible topic um just mess just mess with you it says adults that's a terrible topic um better than holidays no when i hear that what i think about when you were a kid how much different we'll start with you stacy how much difference between when you were a kid when you what type of adult you thought you'd be to the type of adult that you are now you know um i'm the exact same person 
Like right. literally nothing has changed. How, how old are you, Stacy? I'm 29. I'm I'm gonna be 30 on Friday. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess I'll say that. Um. I I always thought that like adults kind of had it all together, you know, like they they do, you know, just like the right thing to say and the right thing to do. And, and now, like, you see, now you see through the facade. Yeah. Now <laughs> as an adult, I realize. I still have no idea, and I, like I'm sure most people feel that way. You know what I mean? And it, it's that's how it, that's I think that's how it is. I'm older than both of you guys, but that's how it is until you just realize, no matter what, I'm gonna get myself through it. And mm-hmm. it's just a confidence of don't need to stress out about this or about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just know I'm gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, I guess I don't really necessarily mean it so much in a, like a worrying way. M- more as like. Uh, you know, I say the wrong thing a lot and like, yeah. you know, I do bad things a lot. Yeah, you but know? at least you know it and you're not like, man, my my mom or my dad had it so put together, like, and think something's wrong with you, you know, and that's where yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of people go, go through. That's why I try to be real with my kids and it's just like, you know, I don't have it all figured out. I have confidence to know I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it figured out because, you know. Um, I mean, I think I would get disappointed in them if they did something that i knew was wrong or like said something you know that was a bad thing to say you know yeah. i uh like uh, yeah i would be like disappointed in them but like now as an adult i realize that they're just exactly the same way that i am do do, you know? do either one of you guys understand something that you as a kid you judged an adult for now that you understand now um for me like i totally get as a mom i totally understood where my mom's coming from i feel bad because like how drunk am i Mm. (laughs) why do you look at the phone to see how drunk you are you got i just want to see what time it is and see if i should just not say this as a kid, I blamed my mom for so much, so much. And part of it was of my own thinking, and part of it was manipulation from others. But, uh, you know, as I have became an adult and I've been a mom, like, I can totally understand where my mom was. I have so much more empathy for my mother as a result of the experiences that I went through. Um you know, there's just so much that I put so much blame on her for, and I hated her for so mm. long. And it it was only because she was just trying to do the best she could yeah. with what she had. Now, that being said, there's still some mentalities that I have that she has that I wish I could uh, get rid of. And there's some things that, there's some personality traits that I wish that she could see past and be able to grow through that. but she didn't have the best upbringing either. So it's really hard for me to look at that and be like, why don't you change? Because I can understand why. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I hated my mom my entire uh, childhood. and That's uh, harsh. I did. I really did. And that's not all on me to hate her. Uh, A lot of it was manipulation in case there was a court case that came up. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
I just, Sometimes I just really there's, wish. There's, well, there's a lot of bad people that just that are just at, like assholes. Yeah. And some of them are parents. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I would. I've never well, met the person, but it's just like was like no, you know my parents did okay job, but they were just assholes. Well, and then like when we're kids, we put our parents on an echelon and we put them on a pedestal because we're the one. They're the ones we learn everything from. Yeah. So when we realize mm-hmm. that they're just people like us. Well, when we realize that they have faults, for me, when I was a teenager and I realized they had faults, it was so earth shattering to me. Mm-hmm. And then as yeah. I grew up and became an adult, I just realized they're just they're just people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like these people only could adapt with what they were given, with the tools that they were given. Yeah. I so. don't think that I was wrong to punish like my like my dad or my grandparents for the bad things that they did. I don't think I was wrong for that. Um, because it was warranted at the time. And, you know, so, you know, people need to be held accountable for things, you know what I mean? But I think just as an adult, I'm more understanding and forgiving. Yeah. Cause you know, weaknesses and things like that. Like, like I made the joke about, you know, um, parents is like when you hit, you're not a parent until you had that. Oh, now I, yeah. now I understand child abuse because <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that was, no. that was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. because you hit that point uh, where it's just like, if situations were like, okay, look, the kid's screaming, acting bad. I'm mad at my, you know, husband, um, mm-hmm. but you have enough money to pay the bills. So let's say if you didn't have enough money to pay the bills, you add that in there and then you could understand you judge abusive parents harsher, but you understand how that could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like if you have three stressors, if I just had that fourth stressor, I will probably, you know, knee this kid in the forehead. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But. You know, and it's the same thing with, <laughs> with. You just had that bad day at work. It's over. Yeah, like when I was, <laughs> when I when I was married, that's where I get like because I like I'm telling you, I I had a horrible marriage, and I looked up to um, spouse abusers. Mm. Holy shit! What? Yeah, well, my my yes, yes, because it was like I knew, like you know, like. You know, my dad was physical with women. And I'm just like, not like crazy, but just mm-hmm. like a, a pop here or there. If you watch old TV shows, mm-hmm. like you're the leading man, you know, I think Mike Brady may have been the first dad on TV that didn't wallop his wife. The, yeah. the, the joke on the honeymooners. Yeah, like, always to the moon, Alice. I'm going to punch you to the moon. Yeah. Like, and it was okay. Like, I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. It was um, Marilyn Monroe, and I want to say it was Robert Mitchum. He pretty much he rapes her, Jesus. and then apologizes, and they fall in love. Oh. Um, there's so many movies when you watch old uh, Turner classic movies and stuff where the men are slapping a hysterical woman, and it's just like um, it was just accepted, and you know, and it was just, and it was like my ex-wife, like she grew up seeing her dad take so much from his the mom and then he would swing her older sisters same way so she grew up not seeing like brutal little beatings but you know 
a, a swing once a quarter, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And and that was, and then she said later in a, in a fit of sanity, she said to me, she was just like, after we, you know, were divorced, she was just like, she just wanted me to show that type of emotion. So she wanted me to strike her. This is passion. That's but how I you never, know. <laughs> but I never, I never did, you know, cause that's, you know, I never did. And, um, and it was that, just, that that is a fact though but like, it's, it's no those girls like i i judged younger you judge those people harsher until you put into them situations with them stressors and i was just like and i and that's i lost my religion because of how bad my marriage was mm-hmm. you know but you know i'm not gonna dwell on that i'm over that oh uh, my uh my topic <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> is is baking 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 oh uh i bake all the time especially in sunlight uh i do like to make a nice little cheesecake every once in a while i'm a better cook than i am a baker because that's a lot more chemistry that i'm really willing to put the effort in bake from scratch i if i'm gonna bake it's typically from scratch um but it's not it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. It's really time consuming. Um, and I don't do it very often. Uh, I will, I really need to feel the energy to do it. Like I really need to have the inspiration from like a YouTube or a TikTok yeah. video to be like, oh yeah, I would love to make that. Other than that, I'm really just making like birthday a cakes for uh, Dean. Uh, no, I, I think I, bought the last one there's studies to say how those kids store-bought cakes turn out but uh hasn't he only had one <laughs> he's only had one <laughs> he's had two because he had one at my house when i bought it and then he had one at his grandma's house and mm-hmm. she made it but it and was for the same birthday it was for the same birthday mm-hmm. uh with that i must say I was really adamant about his sugar intake when he yeah. was really little. And so I was like, I'm only going to give him a little bit of a piece. I'm going to give him some ice cream. It's going to be a minute piece. And he was fine. Now, when he went to his grandma's house, which, God love her. Start <laughs> off with that. Your he, side or his side? His side. His dad's side. Uh, Dean's dad's side. They got him red velvet cake. And she was just spoon feeding him. I don't know if it was like early onset dementia and she just <laughs> forgot or what it was. But he had like three pieces of red velvet cake. And he, he is beautiful. Whole pieces or bites? Oh, oh, whole pieces. Whoa. And he has beautiful blonde hair. And mm. when he was, we didn't cut his hair until he was one. And it was just down to his shoulders. So I thought he was a cute little lion eating some red velvet cake. I thought it was adorable. The next day, he had a complete blowout in his in his crib. It was just like out of his butt. Yeah, out of his butt, out of his diaper, and onto the sheets, and it was just all red. Oh, I know you're like, man, is that blood? I was freaking out. I thought he. I didn't know what was going on. I called the pediatrician. I was ready to go on his first birthday. This dude (laughs) is gonna have the worst problems. Come to find out. Taste it a little bit. It's just red velvet cake. <laughs> you tasted it? I didn't taste it. Oh my god. But after doing some thinking before doing all this reactionary work, I was like, oh, it's probably just the dye from 
red velvet cake. Mm-hmm. So I don't, he's not going to have red velvet cake next year. Did he have, was it like in his hair? It was everywhere. It was. Did you get a picture? It was everywhere. When? On his birthday no or smack, the blowout? The smash Either. cakes. Just put it in front of them and just let them just make, just eat it with their hands. Yeah, when I, the first, the cake that I bought him was a smash cake. Like, he was just <laughs> clawing at it like a little <laughs> wild animal. It's cute. And then, like, his grandma was spoon feeding him the the cake the next day. But, yeah, that that was the end-all, be-all of trying to watch his sugars. He eats sugar, like, all the time. I, I don't I don't bake because I don't like to measure ingredients. Me neither. Yeah, I just I eyeball everything. Um, just add more water sometimes, then you go back and now you add too much water. Now you put a little bit more of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't bake for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a chemistry. It's a it's really fascinating. Um, my sister loves to bake, and I'm happy that she does it. Um. Yeah, it's a whole different animal for sure than just like making some yeah, up. Because my mom didn't bake. We had when we like would get cookies and stuff like that. It was out of a cake mix box or the just the, the tube and stuff like that. Like, um, and that's all I had ever eaten. My ex wife didn't cook from. She didn't go from scratch. It was a girlfriend that I had. She was the first one that ever, you know, made stuff from scratch. And she had never eaten canned soup before. She made really? her own soup, and I was just like, man, I grew up eating canned soup, uh, raviolis out of the can. And I got to say, homemade soup is so much better than from a can, though. It is. If you, like, I've 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 made some really good ones, and then I have uh, destroyed some, so. What's your favorite soup? Um, You're an older guy. You like soup. Yeah, soup and, uh, so I can gum it. probably just like a really good chicken noodle yeah Um, yeah really good chicken what's your favorite kind of noodle in a chicken noodle soup probably the flat the flat one yeah that's like a chopped up fettuccine yeah or a fat um not fettuccine yeah it's fettuccine is it yeah i think so just like a flat egg noodle like a fat fat flat egg noodle i don't know if i ever this is going to be on the montage of all the things that I say wrong, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen a flat egg noodle, to be honest. Yeah, they're other? always kind of flat, aren't they? They've got some, like, you know, spiral-looking ones. No, they, uh, probably. When I'm I think of an egg noodle, I think of, like, a sort of like a like a long, like, thin rectangular noodle, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I'm fucking wrong, then. But yeah, a good egg noodle. That's good in a chicken noodle soup. What's your favorite soup? My favorite soup. Um, I don't know. I really like uh, tomato bisque soup. That's pretty good. Um, a soup is a bisque. I mean, a bisque is a bisque. It's not a soup. Really. Is it, is, would you consider it a soup? I mean, what else would it be? I don't know. I am not a soup connoisseur. Well, no, because like I really like lobster bisque, but I wouldn't have considered it a soup. What's the it's difference a between a bisque and a soup? I think it's just a cream. Oh. They have a cream. Just they're thicker. Soup can't be creamy? Tomato soup is the only, I think, exception. Hmm. Hmm. You have to find a soup sommelier to... Uh, That'll be on the next episode. Yeah. See if there's one of those out there. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I like most soups. I don't think soup in general is like my go-to food, but 
I like I really like tomato soup with grilled cheese sandwiches. I yeah. like to dip them in there. Yeah. I did that the other night. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan of tomato soup. But that's just because I don't really like tomatoes. And Have you ever, ever had it with grilled cheese? Yeah. Yeah. And I still don't like it. Mm. What's the difference between a stew and a soup? I don't know. Me neither. Stew, uh, stews, I think you can still eat a stew on a plate, can't you? Is it? I don't know. I think, like beef stew. Yeah, I think it's like chunky and like the yeah. liquid part isn't really that It's like necessary. soup you pour into, like you pour into like those weird bowls. And a stew, you can still slap it on a plate like a at an orphanage. So like mm. a soup that's been sitting out for three days is a stew. No, that's something you shouldn't eat. Yeah, that's... All right. To each their own. Yeah. I hate throwing food away, too, because I'm a cheapskate. Like, my gal gets on me all the time because I It's like, no, throw it away. Throw it away. I take a little bite before I throw it away. Yeah, you got to test it first. I mean, I'm not going to have my son eat anything expired, but I'm going to try it. Why not? It's been there. It smells good. Did you see what they do? Like, in, like I think it was in... Uh, the Netherlands or somewhere or Finland where they, I know they did it in Russia too, where they put the babies outside in the cold weather when they're babies to help build up their immune system. You didn't see that? What? Yeah. They put, they do it. I know they did it in Siberia and other places, parts of Russia. They would put a baby outside and let them build up their immune system in the dead of winter. Um, there was a TikTok that I just saw. They showed all these baby carriages where the moms would, because uh, I guess they don't have the kidnapping things that we have here in the States. They had all these strollers where they would leave the kids in the strollers outside of like, and they would go in and have coffee and tea and shit and let the, let the kids build up their immune system. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, everywhere, everywhere doesn't kidnap like we kidnap here in the States. We shoot schools well, and I kidnap. Mean, I mean, just like leaving your kid outside in the cold. That's a weird thing to do. It builds their immune system. So they, they're not, they don't get, you know, Sick is easy. Like, mm -hmm. as our kids are pampered. That's why they're tender, softies, um, vegan, voiding sugar. Mm. Um, vegan. Well, know. you know, type 2 diabetes is a big deal in the United States. It's not as big of a deal in, like, other countries know, as it is. Because we have corn syrup and sugar and and it's And it's the stuff that we put into our stuff, too. Like Oh, yeah. Um, Aspartame, you know, even. Yeah. The, yeah, that's... You know, just as bad, or it's different. It's a different bad, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they, I seen the thing now where he's talking about there. <laughs> there are more. We have a bigger obesity problem than a malnourishing problem yeah. in the world now. Yeah, and I think it's just because of us. When we see, like, it cracks me up, and I, I know that these kids are starving. But when you see like starving kids, and you're supposed to give them a quarter a day, and they're in Africa, these kids look like they're starving. But then you see kids that are starving in the United States, and you're supposed to give them a dollar a day. They look like they're really well fed. Yeah, yeah, we have fat, poor people in America, so that, yeah. that's a well, that's a terrible problem to have. And I, where I, you asked me earlier, where I worked, I work um, for the Indiana Department of Family Resources. Um, oh fuck! Food stamp office. Okay. So when I see people. My kid's oh. well taken care of, by the way. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> when they talk about, you know, when you see these charities with, oh, we're going to feed kids. Said, yeah. Things, you know, you know, even homeless people. I'm like, yeah, you can still get food stamps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not giving you a shit. 
Um, yeah. It, there's there was the 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 people that I would um, try to focus to help are the the ones that that fall between the cracks, like you know, an old single person. Like this is one of the saddest things that I see because um, we get into people's finances and stuff like that, right. and I've seen it a couple of times. It's um, a woman that was raised her family with her husband. She was a stay-at-home mom. That's a hard job. She was a stay-at-home mom. Then all of a sudden, her and her husband split. Mm. He remarries. So she has spent 20-some years being a, a housewife. So she doesn't have these skills. So she takes a low-paying job. You know, she works for 20 years and tries to retire. Um, and she does her Social Security is not enough to live off of. Right. So she has to work until she's 80, mm. you know, and I hate to see those people in those situations because um, they're kind of like, you know, they're kind of lost in, 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 in that, you know, mm. it's like you work your whole life and then you're getting like $600 social security, social security. Like, what are you going to do with that? Where are you going to live with that? Mm -hmm. You know? So it's, I feel bad for those type of people. Um, I think uh, food is very plentiful in the United States. It's just the type of food that we give. Like canned goods is really like a really easy uh, thing to give because it's not imperishable and stuff like that. But you get like Chef Boyardee and like. like we grew up eating those. Uh, what are the, the the raviolis out of the can? The yeah. not Cheerios. What are the um, uh, spaghettios? spaghettios. Yep, yeah, eat yeah. the spaghettios. We grew up eating stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And so, like, is it healthy? No. But does it nourish you? This is. Yes and no. Here's my thing with that. Um, Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Emmett Smith, Tom Brady, all of those guys grew up eating SpaghettiOs. And things like that. They may eat better now, they vegans and stuff. Hell of a lot better. Yeah, now. but if you you're not going to ever see a dominant professional athlete who was raised vegan, um, who was raised gluten free. Vegan uh, is a whole different animal. Gluten free is a whole. Yeah, different that's animal. what I'm saying. I totally it's, agree with you on that. Like, but it's just it's just and it just depends if you just want them to be healthy and don't give them sugar, go for it. But don't put them don't put them on the sports field with a kid that was raised on fucking hot dogs because he's gonna he's gonna eat your kid up. I'm telling you, they just it's just it's you know that stuff is it, I get it. It's got a lot of bad stuff in it, but it look what it does. And I know your body's younger at that time and it's more resilient, right. and you can put a lot more garbage in it. Just like the way we used to party and drink when I was younger. Oh yeah. Um, there's no way I can do any of that stuff. Like I can barely drink two weekends in a row, okay. <laughs> let alone, you know, because we used to, in the army, we would drink and party so late. Sometimes you'd be like, man, we gotta get up and do physical training here. Yikes. In an hour, do we keep partying or do we go to sleep? Mm. Try to get an hour of sleep. Like, and then mm. you get up and you go do an hour of physical training, work your whole work day, mm. get off work, go play two hours of basketball, mm. and start drinking again. That's crazy. When did you sleep? 
Just one hour every night? You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it many nights like that. We had one time when I was in Hawaii, that was the first duty station. Uh, We were like, it was a bunch of us. It was like, well, we're going to try to find a bar, a party every night of the week. Mm. It started out, it was probably 12 or 13 of us. And then it got down to, it was just like three of us. (laughs) And I made it all the way till that Sunday. I think we started on like a Tuesday. And I went all the way, and I made it to like the following Sunday, and I just was like, I Holy can't do shit. it. I can't do it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it was just. I think the final guy, he he quit because he couldn't find a a real party on a, like a Monday night. Wow. <laughs> so that's how he failed it too. But it was just, you know, you're young at that age, and you know, nobody really had that much financial responsibility, so most of your money went on just partying. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And plus, like, it's so crazy when you're young, like, how much you can put your body through, too. Like, I, you know, just a couple years ago, I was so different than I am now, (laughs) you know? And now I'm just, like, fucking lame. I can't do anything without being in pain all the time. Wait till you hit 51. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, it's like I enjoy going to bed early. Um, Oh, man. Yeah. And I used to love, I used to love to party. Like I loved Mm -hmm. a a club, Mm -hmm. casino, um, any of that stuff. I loved that life. Mm. But now I just can't, I can't, I just can't do it. My grandpa, I have to say, all the way up into his 70s, he was a, a severe gambling addict. And he would go and he would be at the boat until about 4 a.m. and still go to work up into the 70s wow. at 8 in the morning somehow. Every day? Every day. He was an army man himself. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know where it came from, what happened. I don't know if he just loved to gamble so much and loved to make money so he can go gambling. But God darn, dude. Like, I would go to bed at midnight come wake up at like four to pee see him stumbling and drunk and whatnot and be like where have you been he's like that's not your business go back (laughs) to bed and then like he'd wake me up at like seven and be like why aren't you up yet i was like jesus dude where did you sleep yeah some people are wired like that like it's and it's you know and like i've had relatives that were like real alcoholics and Mm -hmm. you know you see them in like sober twice in like 40 years mm-hmm. um, but it's just those people can um their body it, your body kind of um gets used to it and i think mm. you get sick when you try to stop yeah you know um well cam it is getting late. is it time is it it is uh 10 15 oh shit yeah. i think uh probably slow this down to mm-hmm. a halt here mm-hmm. yeah is there anything you want to plug um, no, not really. I'm gonna Well I'm not even pushing my own podcast anymore. I'm like No, push like, it. Push well, it. Well no, not until I get some content, like you know, until I get some good content. Like I'm not even gonna try to do one regular. I'm thinking just gonna wait until I can find people that do inter interesting conversations uh, you know, or interesting topics and mm-hmm. you know, and go from there. Instead of just trying to put one out every you know, on a routine like that, like we do that. You do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, it's two of you. It's just me, you know. So, like, if you guys, if you, if your guest cancels on you, you guys can still have a conversation. Yeah, mine just turned into one. angry man Honey. rants. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. yeah. it is. 
I gotta say, I, we'll talk about it later. No, say it. No, we'll talk about it on Cam's podcast because we're gonna be on Cam's podcast next. <laughs> no, week. I'm not trying to guilt you guys into. I'm just saying. No, I want to no. be on. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. It's it's really cool to be a guest spot on someone else's podcast. You're not gonna I remember what you were gonna say though. So she, why don't you, you just can't say be it? that drunk. No, I'm not. Oh. I mean, I do handle my alcohol well. Don't get me wrong, but no, I'll remember. I'll remember exactly what I'm gonna say. No, she won't. That's impossible. <laughs> Way to judge me, Stacy. Anyways, so you don't have anything you want to plug? There's no like, no Instagram, no Facebook. No, all this stuff. I need to get my own face, get my separate Facebook just for comedy stuff. Cause I just, it's just pictures of me, my grandbaby, and, you know, girlfriend makes me throw pictures of us up on. I shouldn't say it like that, but. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and then it's just weird. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't make me put pictures up, but it's just, it's like, I feel like the last few relationships that I've had have been like, not very social media heavy, just because like, I feel like it's, it's they always were, like, they were married and, and I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like it's always like a, a kiss of death in a way to like, it, you know what, I'm yeah. man, two times with the, the, the girl I'm with now, we dated a long time ago too, but as soon as we made it Facebook official, mm. out of nowhere. Like an ex will just fall out of the sky. And, <laughs> I want to come see you. Like, no. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just. been such a long time. It's crazy. Yeah. It was just it's like funny. we had. I can't remember what the crazy. It was just crazy things that just happened and just blow your relationship. Like, it mm. is. It's a. Uh, it's something to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think for like several years now, my relationship status on Facebook has been in a civil union since 1993 <laughs> which is the year i was born <laughs> just because i think it's funny to say in a civil yeah. union like yeah. i know that that's like a real thing and i'm yeah. not in one but <laughs> i just think it's a funny thing to say I, st I still have my um facebook occupation set do you remember the movie step brothers yeah um, I am a uh, boat and hoe coordinator for Prestige Worldwide. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I think my bio on my comedy page says, uh, if I'm going off what my dating profile is, I have a doctorate in psychology, and I spelled every part of that wrong, because I thought that was funny. That and then funny. I, I think it's just producer of the different shit I'm involved with. All right, you don't have anything you want to plug. Nothing. No. All right. I'm well, selling some weed. No, I'm just joking. Um, if you want to see Cam, he's really funny. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, you can check him out at Summit City every Wednesday at Fort Wayne. And Wrigley. And at Wrigley. I am a co-host on Wrigley every Tuesday. Um, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, just take a listen on different platforms. You can reach us out on every platform. If you want to just have a conversation with Cam, I'll give you his personal phone number. <laughs> um, Stacy, is there anything you want to plug? Um, just we have merch. We got some stuff uh, here physically that I think it looks actually really good. So I'm happy with that. Oh, yeah, we have merch. Check mm -hmm. this out. We've got mugs. Mugs are cool looking. We've got shirts. Shirts are cool looking. 
we're not giving them out to guests yet. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> but um, yeah, buy our merch. Check us out on Etsy and all kinds of different forms. Um, I have a question. That one that's hanging on that chair there, is that the one that Brandon was wearing? Or? Yeah, we only have one oh, okay. in the house. Well, I, I didn't know. I just thought it was weird. Why did he change, you know? I'm guessing so he can, we can look at it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else? Um, I don't know. I'm fine. All right. I'll be opening for Anthony Jesselnick at the um, <laughs> Summit City Comedy Club. That's a big unless, deal. Unless something bad happens. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a big deal, dude. They already, they already canceled his they show. They already canceled. <laughs> oh, they did? Do you know who was going to open for him? I think it was Alex. Was it Alex? I think so. Was it? That's a bitch. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's the end of the podcast. Everyone set their mics down, so yeah, bye. I have to pee so bad. Bye.